Radio Chaser, brought to you by the giant asteroid hurtling towards Earth. It'll probably be fine. The planet is heating up. People are restless. And the rich run everything. The revolution will not be televised, but it will be broadcast over the next hour, live on Radio Chaser. Good afternoon, you're with Radio Chaser with Charles, Andrew and Zoe and personally I'm looking forward to an update we'll have of Charles' efforts to update Pell's plaque later on in the show. <laughs> Can yeah. you do it? Yes. <laughs> hey, um, look, uh, Charles and Zoe, towers, drama about towers. Like, you, you know, everybody loves the Barangaroo Tower. You know how it's such oh, a fantastic yeah. addition to Sydney and everything. So, but, you know, some NIMBYs are whinging about the idea that Star Casino now wants to build an equally massive tower that's going to that's gonna tower over the, the harbour and all this stuff. So there was this great big uh, heated meeting uh, last night, I think it was, like a town hall meeting. People from Piermont, they all got together. Uh, they don't want this massive tower added on mm. top of Star Casino, it sounds like. Yeah, so, so I think things got a bit hot in that meeting. Well, it's going to basically cast a shadow over the whole of Piermont, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's my well, understanding. Only, only during, you know, 60 or 70% of the day, Charles. <laughs> yeah. it, it depends. I mean, there's some moves. There's no shadow at night at all. Yeah, no, no, it's very, <laughs> unshad- very unshadowed at night. Yeah. Bright bright sunshine all night mm. for the people of Piermont. Look, um, what's funny is this, the spokesperson from the Star has defended the, the plan to build this tower on the basis that the star is not technically in Piermont, she says. It's in Darling Harbour. This is what she says. Right. So, so well, that makes it fine, what's, what's according the, to her. What's the difference? Isn't Darling Harbour and Piermont the same thing? Well, no, Darling Harbour's full of towers, so mm. you can add another one. Whereas Piermont is this lovely little, little village where you don't build towers. Right. So it's perfectly all right, she says, because it's in Darling <laughs> Harbour. And look, if you listen to the meeting, the, the minutes from the meeting, I think she was very persuasive. We, the residents of Piermont, condemn the plan to build this monstrous tower in our neighbourhood. Thank you, man from Piermont. My pleasure. Now, let's hear from the spokesperson for the Star Casino. Hi, everyone. Star person, how can you justify adding a 237-metre phallus to the star in Piermont? Easy, because the star's not even in Piermont. Oh, yes, it is. The star's always been in Piermont. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Has too? Has not. According to some maps, the star is in Darling Harbour, so another tower won't stand out at all. Oh, oh we all thought the star was in Piermont because we live in Piermont and we walk past it every day. Yeah, my house is right next to the star, so I'm relieved to hear the star is nowhere near my house. Good. I better get started on this tower right away. Yes, if anything, I'm now worried there won't be enough towers. Any chance you could build three? Radio Chaser, oh. Triple M. So my son had uh, his birthday on the weekend. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, 11th birthday. And uh, someone gave him the most infuriating board game <laughs> I have ever played. Right? Oh. It's, it's called Stupid Deaths, right? Oh, and what you've got to do is you, he reads out... The card, which is just the description of a stupid death, and you've got to decide whether it's true or false. That's the game. <laughs> like, right? did, did someone really die that way or not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll give you an example. Mm. Okay, we were playing it this morning. This is the example. Citizens of Strasbourg died 1518. Frau Trophier 
danced in the streets and didn't stop for days. Others joined in until there were hundreds of people dancing. They became so exhausted that dozens died. Theories of mass starvation, hallucinogenic mushrooms, or the discordant movements of St. Vitius's dances have been posited, but none have been proven. Is that true or false? Well, I know something like that happened in America. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that film. They shoot horses, don't they? Is oh, really? Yeah. All right. So Is I'm that get- film true? Uh, yeah, I think so. You sure it wasn't Dance Dance Revolution? Oh, yeah, no, it was. Sorry, it was Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, get my movies confused. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, it's such a... I'm going to be infuriated if it's false because that is a stupid amount of information if they've made it up. Well, you're right. It's true. You, you, you actually got it correct, right? And that was one of the funny ones. That was actually one of the easier ones, right? But I am terrible at this game, right? So I, I guess that one falls today because because they're all that like that. They're all specific amounts of information, and then they just make them up. Like I'll, I'll give you one more example. Bing Longshore loved motor racing and served as a volunteer race marshal at his local track. His primary job was to wave checkered flags to mark the end of each race. He stepped onto the track to signal the winner too early at one race and was killed by the winning car. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh about poor Bing Longshore. Why are you making yeah. us laugh about people dying? So is, yeah. But is that true or false? Well, I suspect it's probably false. I mean, his name is Bing. It's too good, isn't it, to be, to be run into by a race car? <laughs> okay, so you're right. That is false. Okay, so you're, you two are good at playing this game. Yeah, I am terrible. terrible. So, sorry, horrible. someone's job anyway. is to make up just lots horrible. of really intensely detailed <laughs> fake stories of pretend deaths. Yes. I would like that job, I think. <laughs> You'd be good at it too, Zoe. I think I would. Anyway. apply. Point is, I'm so bad at this game. I've even tried the strategy of, okay, guessing what, you know, going, oh, yeah, I think it'll be this, and then doing the opposite, you know, answering the opposite way because I think my judgment is so bad. And even that doesn't work right. Anyway, I'm beginning to feel that Hartley, my son, doesn't respect me anymore. Like, I'm so bad at the game. (laughs) I mean, Charles. I mean, I'm losing his respect. Oh, well, that's nothing to do with the board game. So, guys, do you remember about a decade ago, uh, the world was rocked by uh, the decision that some smart people made that Pluto was no longer a planet. Do you remember that? Yeah, it got demoted, didn't it? It was quite sad because, you know, it was a planet for so long. and It was, it and we all one. had our own little, um, what do you call it, those little rhymes to remember all the planets and suddenly we had to forget the P one. Mm, it's just, yeah. yeah. It threw everything out of whack. It really did. I mean, it, for me, it really shocked me to find out there was no, anyway, look. Uh, people haven't gotten over it, right? Uh, right. Including people at NASA. <laughs> oh, so well, someone they'd at care, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would care, but you think that they? You think that the NASA people would have agreed? Okay, we've all decided it's on a planet. I felt like they would be at the top of the tree of people being like, "We're we're done mm. with this decision." No, not anymore. Or they've had a change of heart. So someone at NASA called Jim Bridenstine has. Uh, said that, just so you know, recently is what he said, just so you know, in my view, Pluto is a planet, and you can write that NASA declared Pluto a planet once again. Oh, well, there you go, doubters. Yeah. All the haters of Pluto sucked in. So, look, I don't know really if just one guy gets to decide it's on a planet and then another guy gets to decide it is. I don't really know how it works. I've mm. got no idea. But I do know that Pluto has actually um, started the, the application process to become a planet again. Hello, Pluto. Uh, look, I've been through your application to join the Planet Club, and now, if you don't mind, I have a few questions for you. Oh, great. I'm ready. Excellent. Uh, first up, what makes you think you should be a planet? 
Um, well, I'm round, uh, and um, I'm floating in space. Round. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, your name doesn't mean bumhole by any chance, does it? Uh, nope. Good, because we've already got one of those on our hands. Now, uh, what cultural contributions can you bring to the table, Pluto? Uh, well, there's a, there's a dog named after me, uh, and also a battered sausage that tastes like clinical depression on a stick. Oh, good, good. Well, this has gone very well. Uh, just one final question. Are you a planet? No. Oh, damn it! I f***ed it, didn't I? Application denied. Next! Come on in. Uh, oh, oh, you look like a planet. Hi, I'm Bert Newton's head. Radio Chaser on Sydney's Triple M. Radio Chaser, brought to you by the giant asteroid hurtling towards Earth. It can come here as long as it learns bloody English and doesn't take our jobs. Yeah. Now, there's a sort of slightly new chapter in the Subway saga here. You know, Subway was, was kind of in the news a while ago because some of the franchises, I think, weren't, weren't quite paying people enough to put sandwiches together, mm. you know, um, well, you know, maybe you know, there might be something going on there. Anyway, a current affair was on to this last night, and they found that, yeah, there was not only a bit of underpayment, but also uh, some not very good ingredients maybe going onto the sandwiches. Have mm. a listen. Kate and Dylan worked hard for their boss, Perry, at his Subway restaurant, but they say Perry shortchanged their pay and made them use ingredients that would make their stomachs churn. And those ingredients turned out to be tomatoes that were rotten and they were told to take them out of the bin and just put them on the sandwiches anyway. So, you know, Subway, eat fresh, eat fresh out of the bin. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> So look, uh, look, it's a it's a bit of a problem for Subway, but uh, but they've kind of capitalised it with a new food special. Hungry? You bet. I'm so underpaid. I'm starving. Then celebrate your hunger with Subway's new low wage sandwich. Yum! You've tried foot long. You've tried six inch. Now enjoy a tiny one inch sub. Wow! What fillings do I get? None. You have to shuffle awkwardly sideways past the entire salad counter for your single inch of dry bread. Unless you want our famous Thousand Island dressing. Uh, I'd prefer nothing. That's what we pay our staff. Is there anything good about this tiny low-wage sandwich? Yes. If you work for Subway, it's the only sandwich you can afford. Then count me in. I'm a Subway sandwich artist. And we all know you don't become an artist to get rich. <laughs> so true. God, I'm hungry. The low-wage sandwich from Subway. It's so small, it doesn't even have that weird bread smell. Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser. Brought to you by the giant asteroid hurtling towards Earth. Oh, hang on. That's just Bert Newton's head. Yeah, now, I need a bit of help uh, from the people of Sydney because um, I, I don't know anything about welding or, you know, basically any sort of... What, metal work? Metal work. Why, why, did, why, did, why exactly, Charles, do you need metal work at this point in your life? Well, this is the thing. So St Mary's Cathedral um, still has the, the plaque of George Pell, up in its forecourt. Um, and very inaccurately, I think, um, they just, underneath the plaque, it just says George Pell, Archbishop of Sydney, 2010 to 2014, but doesn't mention anything about his most notable sort of thing in his life, which is that he's a convicted pedophile. So I've, I've been up yes. there a couple of times, and I've just mm. got a little plaque engraved saying, and convicted pedophile. Mm. And I, I've... Yeah. I've 
you know, to, to touch it fix, on there. To fix the information mm, on there. It's very good yeah. of you. You're all Just about, to, to yeah, update accuracy. the plaque, make it more up-to-date and accurate. So what did you stick it and, on with? Because it's, well, it's not there, is it? Yeah, anymore? so the, the first time I just stuck it on with Blue Tech because I thought no one's going to... You know, look, this is a more accurate plaque. Mm. It'd be then, disrespectful to remove it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But then somebody took it off oh. uh, almost immediately. So the next day, and then the Catholic Church accused me of not a- ever putting it up there. <laughs> and so the next day, I went with some super glue, and I, I stuck it on with super glue. <coughs> and then within two hours, that one had also been taken down. Now these plaques that I get keep getting engraved, they cost me twenty five bucks a pop. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't come cheap to engrave. Can you claim that on your tax? I, I'm going the to. Convicted <laughs> pedophile plaque yeah. expense well, maybe, on the expenses you know. column. What, what would the expense be for? <laughs> what would the actual oh, repairs uh, to the church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, if I, I could claim I was a church, then everything would be tax deductible. Yeah, no tax. Yeah, that's Maybe ask the, ask the church to pay for the plaque yes. change themselves. Anyway, I mean, so but um, so I put out a sort of thing on Twitter last night saying, does anyone know a good welding sort of procedure? Because I think welding it on to the plaque mm. is the way to go, right? Because then, you know, they can't you – know, it'll be cheaper in the long run. Uh-huh. But – um, somebody tweeted in saying it's bronze. Welding's probably not the way to go. Now, one triple three five three. Does anyone know <laughs> what the solution is to my problem? Like, should I should I go? Should I get? Somebody was saying soldering it on, but that doesn't sound right. So one triple three five three. You're asking for handyman tips. Yes. Of how to affix the plaque. Yeah. To uh, the George either, Cal- either fi- fix the plaque or maybe. Somebody suggested maybe getting an etching machine or something like that. I don't really know much about this oh, area. Actually, like, oh. actually etch it into the original plaque. Because you're putting a small plaque on top of the big plaque. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I could just go straight to the bottom plaque. I, I just don't know what the solution is. But we do see yeah, quite a few we have people a lot of people already calling in. in. <laughs> so maybe we should go to the museum. Okay, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, five, three. Call us with your tips. What can Charles do to fix his plaque problem? <laughs> you're on the chaser on Triple M. Radio Chaser, brought to you by the giant asteroid hurtling towards Earth. I wonder if it has business class. So we're just trying to work out what the best way to update the George Pell plaque at St mm. Mary's Cathedral is permanently mm. so, so the Catholic Church can't keep on taking down the and convicted pedophile uh, thing that I um, <clears throat> am updating the plaque with. We've got James. James, what's your solution? Um, my solution is use Araldite. It's better than um, <laughs> super glue. Yeah. But oh. it's a two piece, like they mix together, and if you get your fingers on it, like you won't get your fingers apart. You'll have to have surgery. Oh, well, so. that's, that's oh, a problem yes. for Charles because he's already lost one arm to being an idiot. So, <laughs> Well, no, and that is a problem because actually, when I did that super glue version of the stunt, um, I did. Uh, super glue my fingers together. <laughs> <laughs> it actually took about five minutes to get them apart. So, so that's, that's how... too, too advanced for Charles. Great suggestion. Yeah, they, <laughs> let's go to Rowan. What, what's your idea? Hey mate, how you going? Yeah, what, what do you what do you reckon I should do? Yeah, yeah mate, bit of oxyacetylene. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, oxyacetylene and uh, full blast torch and a um, bit of solder. I'm sorry, not solder. Uh, brass. Uh, brazing rod, oh, yeah. and a bit of bit of flux on there, mate. 
and then just blast it. Okay, Charles, how, how many of those words have you, did you understand? <laughs> I, I, can I rent this equipment from somewhere? Is, is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, Probably get it from um, Bunnings Warehouse. You might be able to rent some oxyacetylene from Bunnings or yeah. uh, uh, Sydney Tools or Total Tools. Yeah, okay. And, and some uh, oxyacetylene and then, uh, yeah, you might need a professional <laughs> welder to do it. Is it a bit of brass, brass, brass rod. Uh, mm-hmm. Dip it in the flux and then just blast it, mate, and just weld it to the to the uh, to the uh, product, and then just yeah, it'll never come undone. And is it the sort of thing that you can, as an amateur, having never done it before, do <laughs> safely? Or well, you, as long as you don't overheat, you, the heat's the problem. So mm. if you if you like heat it and you just you know make it red hot, then the <laughs> the, the brass will splatter. Yeah. So you mm. put it at the right, right temperature. Yeah, and then dip it in the flux, and then just weld it on, mate. Okay, that, that sounds yeah. safe to me, Charles. Yeah. I, I would no, go no. dive straight in. Just, just don't let it get too <laughs> hot. That's all you have to do. <laughs> He's not going anywhere, brother. Okay, <laughs> but who's next? Thanks for the advice. What about Steve? What do you reckon I should do, mate? I reckon the old uh, liquid nails. I can't go past it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They're great, aren't they? What, what are the, oh, what's liquid nails? It's just glue, isn't it? It, it's pretty much like out of a silicon gun, same sort of technique. It's in a big tube, and you just work your way around whatever object you need uh, to put to the other object, put it on both sides, and then stick it down. And it's just st- stuck there forever. It's like S to a blanket, mate. But, I mean, the Catholic Church are very, very good at hiding evidence. You sure they wouldn't be able to just sort of jam it off? Well, you won't blow yourself up with it. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. Uh, thanks, Steve. And we've got one more. Um, Steve, what's... We've got another Steve. What, what's your solution? Yeah, mate, um, it's similar to the last one, but there's a new building adhesive. It might be made by liquid nails, but uh, they reckon that you put a little bit on each side of whatever the material you want to use and you slap it together and you reckon you could probably... <laughs> Hang a couple of cardinals off it. You know, it's meant to be able to. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay, a couple of guilty cardinals. Yeah, and yeah. can we use it to glue Charles's mouth shut as well? <laughs> yes, apparently it works perfectly, but I don't know what you can use to uh, neutralise it to open it up again. But uh, there's always hey, surgery. That won't be a problem. <laughs> hey, thanks, Kat. I just want to uh, draw everyone's attention to the most exciting, attention-grabbing headline of the day. It's in the Sydney Morning Herald. It goes. Man to keep pony. <laughs> That's the first part of it. It's pretty good already, isn't it? I'm, I'm, Man I'm, to I'm keep there. pony after intense neighbourhood dispute spans years. Now, 17 years. To be precise, guys, neighbours have been whinging about this man's pony for 17 years. And I, when I saw this, I thought, well, hang on, you know, a pony doesn't take up that much space. Like, you know, it's out in the country, mm. it's out in a nice big paddock somewhere. What harm can a little pony do out there? Well, I realised while there may have been a slight issue with the pony, mm-hmm. when I read that it, it turns out the pony lives in the inner west. <laughs> it, it lives in, what, in, in an apartment block. <laughs> How <laughs> could it afford it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bloody rich pony. Well, maybe it bought there years ago before the boom. Oh, Sunny, I yeah. don't know. Um, it lives in Summer Hill, like just a few stops from Central. <laughs> now, I'll just read you the details from from this news story. <clears throat> The pony, named Horse, <laughs> this is Horse, has lived with Eric Findlay for about seventeen years. So uh, you know, good, good. He's an imaginative fellow. He's 
He's married this guy to a lady named Woman, by the way. The, um, <laughs> and so the horse lives in an inner suburb. Still, why would these NIMBYs complain even then, though, about a little pony? Seriously, um, I was wondering. Well, their complaints are in relation to apparently odours is one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Noise. I assume, the, yeah. assume it makes pony sounds. Mm. And this flies is another one. But also finding manure in other bins in the street. Now, I mean, is, is but is 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 well, is the pony just a cover for Eric? You reckon? Like, is Eric just a bit whiffy and? <laughs> and he leaves yeah. his manure yeah. in other bins. <laughs> in bins. No pony. You reckon there's no pony? Maybe. Maybe. But there's photographic evidence. It's my pony. <laughs> no, no, the pony what... exists. You can see a, a picture of him taking it for a walk. Oh, really? <laughs> in in Summerhill. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! I, I don't know. What's the problem with having manure in? Other people's bins, like <laughs> all, all bins are bins. Like, yeah, but, but if you open your own bin, Charles, and it's full of <laughs> horse pony, maybe you probably want to put your own rubbish in there, don't you? Mm. Well, like, anyway, there's a good news story. It's good news. The court has made made a ruling apparently that Mr. Findlay can keep his pony, but only on certain conditions. And they've really thought about this. Mm. Mm-hmm. The case co- it says the case considered the pony's urine management. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Can you manage a pony's urine? I mean, what's the guy going to do? Is he going to train the pony to politely stand at a urinal? <laughs> you know, most yeah. guy, most most guys have trouble aiming their stream, let alone a pony. I mean, again, this foods. is just more evidence that this is all Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're onto something here, Zoe. <laughs> and now it's time for cat's pajamas or cat's piss. Okay, so I'm going to go through a few stories that I've come up with, and you're going to tell me if they're cat's pyjamas good or cat's piss bad. <clears throat> Story one. Costco-obsessed boy, four, treated to birthday party at favourite store. <laughs> he's four years old and he's obsessed with Costco. Mm-hmm. Fortnite oh. is out. Costco <laughs> is in. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was only like a midlife thing where you became obsessed inexplicably <laughs> with Costco, but... Uh... <laughs> well, I, I can actually empathise with this guy because oh, yeah. I I used to really love H and R Block tax accountants when I was young. Uh, so you have your <laughs> birthday party, yeah, there. for my sixth birthday. Oh, you were lucky! You were a lucky Every, little boy. Everyone had to boy. everyone had to bring the receipts of their presents <laughs> rather than <laughs> the presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a. Yeah. <laughs> what does a Costco kids party look like? Do all the party things come in bulk? Yeah. Like did, he, did he have to order a minimum of 20 birthday cakes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine the, the size <laughs> of the lolly bag. It was, it was actually 50 his, kilos of snakes. It was actually his 600th birthday, according to the candles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think we came down on the side of liking that. I, I do think. like. I love yeah. the Costco party. Cats, yeah. cats pajamas, cat, bulk size cats pajamas. Okay, fa- okay, fabulous. All right, I've got another one for you. Sixty old TVs dumped outside homes by man dressed as old TV. <laughs> what? Oh my! Way a man dresses as a TV yep. to dump old TVs. Yep. That's all the information I have. A man is dressed as an old TV and dumped. <laughs> TVs on 60 different doorsteps in Virginia. Whoa. Wow. Is this a new sort of Amazon thing where you've got to dress as the thing that you're delivering? Oh, look. I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't know. Do you, uh, but maybe that's what it is. So you think it's a good thing? Well, I, I just think I'm going to order a whole lot of lingerie. <laughs> Immediately. Oh, and, and hope that this yeah. man yeah. turns and up hope, wearing the and, and an old TV dressed in lingerie will come and deliver it to you. <laughs> you lucky man. 
<laughs> All right, should we do? Well, okay, we've got one more for you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Danish city installs Viking-themed pedestrian crossing signals. <laughs> so you know where you got your little man, your little stop-and-go man. They're Vikings yes. now. Yes. Oh, cats. Is there no end to this? Inclusivity PC nonsense. I mean, first we had those bloody Canberra, you know, female shaped crossing <laughs> signals. Now we need special Viking shaped signals just in case you're a Viking. Mm. It, it, it should just be a man. No, and, and it's causing real problems actually because uh, one of the little men is actually pictured invading England. And so people keep on invading England every time it turns green. Crossing signal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should have them in Australia. We should look like convict shaped. Crossing signals, I'd like to do. <laughs> well, I think it's cat's piss, we've decided.